I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 100. He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, studying Isaiah chapters 50 through 57. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come follow me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter of God, just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home, too. Episode 100. Can you believe it? Can you believe there has been 99 episodes before this and this marks episode 100? Actually, we would have reached this particular point um, a week ago, but I had that week where I decided to take it off. So it's okay because we're here now and uh, that's still pretty cool. It's still pretty cool that we're at episode 100. Um, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. Okay, let's jump into Isaiah. I really like these verses. These are verses that it's very, very easy, <clears throat> excuse me, to see Christ in these verses. Um, and kind of the theme for these verses that I was looking at is kind of this idea that God's ways are not our ways, right? We see this in Isaiah 55 verses 8 through 9. Um, God's ways are not our ways. The way that we think things should go, the way that logically makes the most sense to us as to how things should be, um, are not are not necessarily the ways that God works. Um, and so one of the examples um, I want to talk about, I'm going to talk about kind of three little examples here. But first, I'm probably going to sneeze. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Um, sometimes by saying I'm going to sneeze, I don't sneeze. But then sometimes I still do anyway. We'll see what happens. Um, so when people are oppressed and when they are suffering, logically, what makes the most sense for us, right, is to send in um, a hero, right? We're thinking like Hercules. We're thinking big, tall, strapping, strong, somebody to come in and overthrow the power and, you know, big, loud, heroic type power. <clears throat> and instead, right, the Come Follow Me says that, you know, where we expect a lion, we are given a lamb and we are given Christ, who is a very, still power, there's still power there, right, where I'm not denying his power, I'm not denying that he is powerful, but it's not power in the way that we in the world um, identify, recognize, or accept power, right? This is a very quiet power. This is a very, um, maybe subtle is not the word that I want, but this is, because I feel like it's very poignant, but it is not a loud power. It's a very quiet power. It's still very strong, but it's not, um, aside from the one scene of flipping tables in the, in the, um, temple, we don't really have that big, loud power. <clears throat> There's not these big actions. It's all these very quiet moments of teaching and mourning with those that mourn and, um, and ministering, right? It's these quiet, small moments um, over the course of his lifetime that were incredibly powerful and ha had like a trickle effect of their power. Um, and we get that in um, chapter 53, verse 7. And again, this is all in Isaiah. And then <clears throat> when it comes to our sorrows, right? When it comes to our us being in sorrow and in grief and um, 
in a prison like, right? Um, we expect the logical thing is somebody to pull us out of it, to either stop the sorrow, to stop the grief, to break down the prison walls. <clears throat> and we do see that occasionally in the scriptures. But with Christ, he doesn't stop our grief. He sits with us in it. He takes our place in the prison. He understands our sorrow and takes some of it for himself. <clears throat> he takes it upon himself to feel these things. And this is 53 verses 4 and 5 and 12. Um, and I think that this is really powerful in for, for us, right, in learning what it is, what ministering is and what it is that we're here to do when we're told to love to love our fellow man as we love ourselves. And I think that part of that, you know, is seeing how Christ loves us and emulating that both in how we treat ourselves and then how we treat um, those around us. And I think one of the most powerful things here is not trying to fix it. And I am really bad at this. <clears throat> if you've ever brought a problem to me and I just offered you a bunch of solutions and tried to fix it, I apologize. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on just listening and just sitting in it. Um, because I think sometimes that is the most powerful thing. Just listening and being there and allowing people to be in whatever place that they're in and sitting with them with that love. Um, and obviously Christ does have solutions and he does have, he is capable of fixing it where I am not capable necessarily of fixing someone's sorrow or fixing someone's grief or breaking them out of various prisons, <laughs> whether literal or figurative. Um, but I am capable of sitting with them and being with them. Um, hopefully not like in a literal sense in terms of like prison, but like, you know what I mean? Um, and so I kind of want to end with this. <clears throat> I went to the temple this morning um, and I've been struggling a little bit with parenting one of my children. And as I was kind of preparing for this, I was, I was praying in the temple, trying to figure out like, what do I do? Like, how do I, how do I help this kid? Um, and I got, I got some answers and kind of got some, some guidance. And then, um, when I sat down and to prepare this to record for today, um, I thought this was perfect and I just wanted to end with these scriptures. This is in uh, chapter 54, verses 8 and 10. It says, In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy God, thy, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord, that hath mercy on thee. Um, and if we look at the footnotes <clears throat> for um, kindness, it takes us, <clears throat> gosh, sorry guys, <clears throat> it takes us um, to, um, gosh, I lost it, it's clearing my throat over here. It takes us to Ezekiel in 39, and I'm actually just going to jump there. I wasn't going to, but here we go. Where are you, Ezekiel? I think you're right there. Do, do, do. Sorry, guys. 
This is a little impromptu. This is what happens when you're studying scriptures and all of a sudden you decide to start jumping around. Here it is. I went the wrong direction, friends. That is the beauty of the scriptures, that we can go the wrong direction but still find what we need to find eventually. 39, 29. So, verse 39, 29. And it says... Neither will I hide my face any more from them, for I have poured out my spirit upon the house of Israel, saith the Lord thy God. And so I love this idea that um, in wrath, right, in a little wrath, I hid my face from thee for a moment. Um, I love this that not necessarily that God gets mad at us or that Christ gets mad at us. But that there is wrath there, right? And justifiably so when we're not being good listeners and stuff. Um, and that he hides his face from us in that moment. Um, but his kindness never leaves us. Um, this kindness of his spirit, right? That's what the Ezekiel um, verse said is about his spirit. Um, and I think that for me, in terms of parenting, right, this, this is where I'm going with this, um, being, knowing that I can kind of get mad at the kids, um, and then come back with that spirit, come back with that kindness and let them know that like, listen, yeah, you know what? Sometimes mom gets mad because I'm a human being and I have feelings and I get frustrated, um, but I will always love you. It doesn't change how I feel about you. Um, and I'm going to be there for you regardless, regardless of how you show up. I will be there for you. And I might need to take a little break, but I'll be back. <laughs> I always come back. Um, and I will talk to you guys next week.